In the Pits now has a Patreon. Whether you want to get directly involved with the show, have a product or brand you want to promote, or just want to show support, In the Pits Patreon has tiers for all levels. Head to patreon.com slash in the pits paintball podcast to check out the supporter, sponsor, and partner tiers. Opening up a Patreon was a level I could never have imagined getting to when starting this show a year ago. And whether I get a thousand subscriptions or not a single one, I'm still super thankful for all of the support I've received from all of you. Enjoy the episode. In the Pits is partnered with Mariachi Aguilas de Oro. Based in Austin and servicing the surrounding areas, these golden eagles will bring life to any event you are having, from birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, corporate events, or even a simple performance to enjoy. Guillermo Padilla, one of their trumpet players, is also a member of the Texas paintball scene. Visit them on Facebook and Instagram to check out some of their past performances, or give them a call to book them for your event today. In the Pits is partnered with Uno's Jerky. Made right here in the state of Texas by J.C. Lamon, Uno's has some of the best tasting jerky around, and each flavor has ties back to Texas paintball. I personally recommend the Texas Titan flavor. Head to unosjerky.com and use code PITS10, where a portion of every purchase will go back into the Texas paintball scene. In the Pits is partnered with XTPL Events. The Extreme Tournament Paintball League is a series put on by the Lukau family of paintball fit fame that gives the opportunity for players to learn and grow together as a team. Three-man, Challengers and Champions X-Ball, Draft Mech X-Ball, and even U3v3, there's something for everyone at XTPL. Not to mention prize tosses, raffles, and the infamous paintball munching contest. Events happen throughout the year, and the prizes never disappoint. Sign up for an XTPL event today on PB Leagues. In the Pits is partnered with Hydra. Designed by players for players, you can outfit yourself in Hydra gear from head to toe. Have confidence that when you make a purchase from Hydra, you are purchasing a well-tested and well-thought-out product, trusted by several top teams, including first-place semi-pro team PaintballFit.com. I personally recommend their Hydra Black knee pads. Purchases over $100 receive free shipping. Head to Hydra.fit to browse their selection and discover the Hydra mentality. In the Pits is partnered with Bem Wraps. Behind every mask is a unique and creative player. Tap into it when you order your next custom headpiece. Their Build-A-Band lets you communicate with them one-on-one to make your order just the way you want, all the way down to the color of the stitch. Check out their Instagram, at Bem Wraps, for drops and build videos of them working on orders. They offer very competitive pricing, so reach out today to get started on your own one-of-a-kind headpiece. In the Pits is partnered with Skull Monkeys Paintball. Equip, engage, excel. In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. 
Message GetDat underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a GetDat Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at paintballkumite on Instagram. This episode is brought to us also by Pod Runners Union Local 210. Uh, stealing pods for undeserving teams. It's a leaving. It it's a living. So welcome everybody to episode 59 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we'll have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. In this episode, we are going in the pits with Jeremy Zimmerman, former pro player for the AC program, current coach for Jackpot, and finalist of the Hormesis Elite 1v1 Duel. Jay-Z, how are you doing this evening? Uh, I'm feeling good. Finally uh, rehydrated after the absolute scorcher that we had this past weekend. I mean, you know, you played like the most points out of anybody. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, especially with that finals match. Like, I mean, you had what? You had two matches that went past 10 points. With uh, First, the one with Luke. Uh, I think that final score is 11-9. And then your second match was 10-8. And then uh, you beat on, uh, I think your game with Logan was actually your lowest scoring one. I think that was 10-4. And then you had a, that 14-12, to 12, like, absolute barn burner. Mm. Here, give me just a second. I just uh, I'm seeing in the chat that we're having some audio issues. Give me a second. Uh, all right, all right, y'all. So hopefully that'll do it. Thank you, chat. Thank you for that. Uh, let's see if see if that's uh that's fixed. Jay gonna go get his phone charger real quick. Uh, but yeah, just. We'll we'll say all of that again, but uh, yeah. In the meantime, welcome everybody in the chat. Uh, y'all heard my audio, I think. Uh, yeah, text menaces can't hear Jay Z's audio. Looks like my audio was still good. Um, Jeremy, go go ahead and talk for a sec. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm just trying to find a phone charger. I'm time being. Okay, sweet. So it looked like we had a little bit of an audio issue on my end, so uh, we didn't hear anything that you were saying. They could hear me, but they couldn't hear you. So. Uh, yeah, just tell us like, you know, how 
how'd that uh you know how was your experience with uh playing in the duel oh man it was a lot of fun uh I, give me one second to get this phone like that you're good y'all midstream here ready yeah uh, it was hot i had a blast uh i had been looking forward to this one i look forward to one-on-ones more than just about anything uh they're my jive man one-on-ones are when you get your that's your opportunity to go out there and show out you know everything that you've been working on and you know all your individual skills you know uh there's one thing that you can show you know you go out there you practice your ass off but you know, if your teammates don't and you get to the event, it shows one on one events. You know, it's complete opposite. You know, you practice your ass off, you go out there, the results usually tend to uh, show. So, um, man, it was fun, dude. Uh, other than the heat, I mean, even with the heat, I had a blast. Uh, the hell, the heat, the heat just added to the intensity, if you ask me. Dude, I don't know how you managed to leave that field after the finals without getting carted off, man. It was, it was intense. Yeah. I, I, I definitely had to lay there and catch my breath before I could go over there and shake hands with Jay money. I was like, Hey dude, just my apologies. Give me a second, brother. I was like, I can't even breathe over here right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, man, dude, it was, it was hot. I can only imagine what that turf red. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I know like, me and Jay Money had like a six and a half minute long point or something like that, where both of us were uh, running around picking up paint. I watched that. That wasn't that was crazy, man. I oh man, I was that was like one of those moments where I was like, man, if only we could just coach right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I I I had that moment in my head. I was like, I kept thinking, I was like, should I run him? Like I because I kept thinking like. Surely, like he's smart enough to hold on to one ball, right? So uh, that, that kept yeah. me from wanting to go get him. But I definitely should have about like probably three or four minutes sooner. Maybe <laughs> it was uh, it was something to see though. <laughs> yeah, at least you put on a show, right? Yeah, it was it was a blast, man. Uh, I had a lot of people drive up to come support me, so that you know that that meant a lot to me. Uh, you know guys that i haven't seen in years you know my family came out and watched me uh, buddies that i just you know recently pulled back into the game that you know took you know over a decade away from the sport uh so it, it meant a lot to me to have you know that amount of support out there so um yeah I, I felt like i had to show up more for them than i did so for myself and you definitely uh you definitely did i mean I know, I know the finals result obviously wasn't a uh, dub, but like just the way that you played, you definitely like, it was obvious that you belonged in the finals and it was going to be like very, very difficult for anyone to take you down. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I was, you know, a lot of, like a lot of people know as of late, I haven't been playing as much as I used to in the past. I've been coaching a little more here than I've been playing, but I still go out. I still go out whenever I get a chance. So I have a free weekend, uh, you know, go out to fit, keep the rust off, you know, bring a bag of paint or two home and snap shoot at some cone, do some running, some shooting at some trees in the backyard, you know, whatever it takes to keep the, you know, keep the rust off. Right. I don't want to get out and get out there and, you know, have this, 
have all these points that I've accumulated over the years and start getting dunked on by all y'all young guns out there. It ain't gonna, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> hey man, we're coming for you. So good to hear that you're uh, staying on top of your stuff. Like I was going to ask you, uh, what were some of the things that you did to prepare for this weekend? Um, I was, I went out to, like I said, I went out to shoot a few times. Um, uh, like I was going for jogs after work. Like I worked, 10 hour days welding and then i was coming home and like going for jogs like mentally trying to prepare myself for the heat but about three weeks ago i went out to fit and i told myself if i'm specifically going to go out here i'm just going to try to engage in gunfights i'm just going to work on my snapshot um and lo and behold i get out there uh christian can you still help me the screen yeah yeah yeah. yeah we got you good Okay. So anyways, I get out there and I dive into the snake and I had only played, you know, a few points at this point. I dive into the snake and my leg, it like my knee pops and it hurt really bad. And I laid there and <laughs> crawled up into the snake one. And I, I like, I, I, I couldn't even get up into position to look inside or pretty much do anything. Like it hurt that bad. So. I guess people on the sideline saw that I was in pretty bad pain. They stopped the game, um, helped me get off the field. I couldn't even stand up. So they helped, they went out there, they helped me get off the field. Uh, so, you know, it's my knees. So I'm having my knee sitting there, checking it out and put some ice on it, wrapped it up, started feeling good after about half hour or so, put my knee pads back on, pulled my britches up, got back out there, started playing. Uh, finished the day, just kind of slow motioned it the rest of the day. Didn't really do anything too big. Didn't run anywhere off the break. Just kind of took it easy and just told myself to just engage in gun battles. Maybe walk, you know, just walk up, don't run up. So I went out there, finished the day doing that. Um, went home, was in a lot of pain still. I knew something was definitely wrong. Uh, went into work the next morning and I do a lot of you know, crawling and climbing around and stuff at work. And I couldn't just go through the normal daily motions that I go through. And I was like, man, something's wrong. So I went up and uh, told the, the the nurse at our, at our job site that I said, I need, I need to leave for the day and go get looked at by a doctor. You know, I hurt my knee yesterday and I'm unable to work. So sure enough, go get my thing, go get my knee looked at. Results come back and I tore my PCL and sprained my meniscus. Just this whole doctor starts telling me that I can't do anything for six to eight weeks. And so, like, the only thing that's going through my mind at this point is the one-on-one tournament. And, you know, it's the day after I hurt my knee. And I'm like, well, if I'm not going to play, I need to make that decision very soon because I've already purchased my spot. Like, I need to let, you know, I got to let the Hormesis crew know, like, this isn't just something I can't just not show up for, you know, like maybe I can sell my spot or whatever the case may be. So that's like the only thing that's going through my mind. And I'm like, man, fuck, like, can't just not play it. Like, it's just a one-on-one. Like, I'm not, you know, I don't need to be like running anywhere or anything crazy like that. So I was like, let me see how serious this is first before I make any rash rash decision. So Jay Money actually reached out to me and he's like, Hey, uh, you know, would you be interested in selling your spot? I'm trying to get a spot for that one-on-one. And I told him, I was like, you know what? I might be, dude. I was like, let me stay in touch with you over these next few days. I'm going to get my MRI done tomorrow. When I get the results done for my MRI, I'm gonna hit you back and I'll let you know where I stand. Well, 
he happened to find a guy like the next day that was able to give up his spot. So when he reached back out to me, he's like, Hey, Jay-Z, don't worry about it. I found a spot. I hope to see you at the event. I hope to see you in finals. But when I fucking read that message, I was like, God damn. <laughs> if Jay Money signs up for this, it is very likely that him and I could meet in finals. <laughs> I used to coach his little ass a long time ago. <laughs> I watched him come up a long way. And it's like, man, like, how cool would that be if, you know, we got to face off in the finals? So I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, that's like, ah, fuck. It's just a thought, right? Like, all these thoughts are just racing through my head. And a lot of people started hitting me up, asking me if I wanted to sell my spot. And I'm like, man, why aren't they asking anybody else? Fuck this, I'm going to play. <laughs> so the decision to play, I, uh, I started doing little things around the house, you know, a little, little extra physical therapy here and there, stretching, just whatever I could do that my body told me I could do and get away with. Um, and I just tried to stay as mentally focused as possible. I knew that I wasn't physically 100%, but I knew that if my mental game stayed strong and I just went out there and made, you know, made my shots count, um, that, you know, all the work that I put forth, you know, put forth before would pay off. So mm -hmm. that was, that was leading up to, that was my training, so to say, leading up to the thing. You know, I, I was kind of clocked in, dialed in for the longest time, you know going out, keeping the rust off, you know, training, trying to get my cardio back in shape. And then boom, three weeks before the event, get smacked with an injury. But it's like, you know, do you let it hold you down or do you, you know, just, you know, keep pushing, you know, just, you got to kind of outweigh the consequences versus the, you know, benefits if there are any, but I'm a stubborn son of a bitch, man. And a lot of people that know me know that um, I'm fucking hard headed as shit. <laughs> I don't hardly listen to anybody. Um, you know, my body told me I could go. So I went and shit, I made it to finals. You know, I, I, I couldn't pull off the dub, but I, I couldn't accept. I don't, to be honest, man, like, I don't think I could have accepted a loss to anybody else that day other than J money. Like knowing that kid as long as I have. And it's funny because that day, like I said, my kids came out there to watch me and my wife was there and she goes, I remember him when he was our son's age and my son's like 10, almost 11. It's like, shit, that's what I think. I was like, man, I did meet J Money almost 10 years ago. And it's like, wow. It's like, it's crazy. You know, I'm at that point in life where you you want to give back everything that you've received in this sport and tenfold because paintball has, I mean, God, you look at, I look, I look at everybody around me in my life, all my close friends, like everybody, everybody is from paintball. And to watch people, you know, have the love for the sport that I do and push and grind and beat themselves up every weekend and, you know, spend all the extra money they have to, you know, make it happen. It's like you find, you know, you learn to have a new respect for those kind of people. And he's one of them. Shit. So to get the opportunity to go out there and compete against him, you know, it, to me, it meant a lot. So to lose against him wasn't shit. <laughs> I've lost a lot of games in this fucking sport. And that one-on-one -on -one was definitely one to remember win or lose. Definitely. And there's, I, I know like, I mean, shoot, he's on the first place semi-pro team. They've won three in a row this year. Uh, he's absolutely yeah. been putting in a ton of work. He's going to be pro at the end of the season. Absolutely. And yeah. We'll be definitely seeing him on the pro field next year. For sure. And it, I mean, it doesn't surprise me one bit. Like, Shoot, going through all those injuries and hearing you, you're just like, you know what? That ain't shit. I'm going to play anyway. 
and yep. does not i don't think anybody in the chat that knows you or anybody listening that knows you is surprised by that even a little bit so uh i mean just going through all of that just to like just to make it to just to like be able to show up at the field let alone put on the performance that you did uh you know absolutely incredible so like and to go up against like you know obviously jay money uh there i'm sure there are a couple others that uh you know you said you're you're kind of in the spot where you're starting to give back to the sport there's a couple others not just jay money that were there that uh have you to thank for kind of bringing them up uh i'm one of them uh you you know you coached me for my first uh nxl event five what five six years ago now something like that so i'm losing oh there we go i think can you hear me now Uh, let's see if we can get him back. Man, I lost. Oh. That to the speed, bro. I think I think we got you back now. Yeah. That was real choppy for a whole minute, brother. I lost you when you started to thank me. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you know, players like J Money, players like myself that uh, you've brought up over the last couple of years like six years ago or five years ago was when you coached me at my first nxl event and yeah man just there's there's so many people that have you to thank so it's it's special like getting those opportunities to go up against you know the you know the the padawans going up against the masters here yeah that's awesome man yeah i look back i look back my appa and i realize that i've feel like I've coached just as many of the events as I've played and it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> for sure. I mean, you've been, you've been doing it a long time and you've been giving back for a long time now. So, I mean, just, uh, kind of talking about the, the event itself, obviously, like, what did you think of like the format? And if it were to come back around, uh, would you recommend it to anyone that maybe missed out on the first one? Absolutely, man. It's great for everybody. Uh, all skill levels. Um, I mean, the skill here in Texas is unreal. Uh, growing up, you know, I feel like the scene was California. I feel like nowadays it's definitely Texas. Uh, there's no shortage of talent in Texas. I mean, I got, you know, I got put up against this, uh, this kid that was ranked D5 this past weekend. And I think he went up three zero or four zero on me or something like that. And I was not out there taking him lightly at all. I intended to go out there and try to mercy rule the kid. I was trying to play my best game. I was playing tight. I was, you know, trying to make my shots and no shit. Kid went out there and smoked me three or four points in a row and made it look easy. And he did it with skill. He didn't just go out there and get lucky. Um, so yeah, anybody like I said, man, you put in the time and you go up and you put in the work and you know you're confident in your abilities with a paintball gun, sign your ass up for one of these one-on-ones. Get out there and prove prove to everybody that doesn't know you who you are and what you're good at, what you're capable of with a paintball gun in your hands. Because we all know how good it feels to shoot people with those guns in our hands. And at the end of the day, the better you are, the better you're going to feel at the end of the day because the more people you shot, the more games you want. And winning's fun. Playing paintball's fun. So, yeah, of course I recommend signing up for these. I mean, they were they're they're a blast, dude. I mean, literally, from you know, eleven, twelve year old kids to sixty something year old grown men out there playing. This is you know you can't beat it. You 
can't beat stuff like this. It's, it's for everybody. Yeah, and where else are you going to see, you know, 12-year-old kid Cooper Harrison go on a seven-point streak at the end of the joust to go shut the door on the other team? See, man, I can't believe I missed that, dude. See, next time I'm going to be out there both days for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, uh, another thing, I know it wasn't on the script that I sent you, but uh, I know that you also participated in the uh, – in the ultimate shootout one v one a couple of years ago, I just wanted to uh, ask you, like, how did, uh, like, how was the experience? I guess more compared to the ultimate shootout, what what did you think? Like, you know, comparing the two. Um, I will say that the way that the hormesis setup is, it's um, it definitely shows who has the more who's the more skilled player. I guess you could say. Um, the way the ultimate shootout was set up, I feel like was more for entertainment purposes, or at least maybe that's what they were shooting for. Um, it was still a hell of a lot of fun, but the way that the scoring worked was, uh, kind of off to me because, uh, I mean, for instance, you know, like I said, I went, you know, against that other kid that, you know, they had like kill streaks and stuff and, you know, the points varied and. So you could you could score a lot of points in a very short amount of time, and they necessarily some like there was one point where I hit all three buzzers, and the only reason I hit all three buzzers was because I knew that my opponent was having gun problems. So I literally told my like I'm not going to shoot the guy. That's one point. I get three points for each buzzer. I'm going to run and smack these three buzzers as quick as I can, and then I'm going to go shoot him. So it's like little things like that, like kind of take away from the the talent aspect of it uh i mean i guess you know it made it fun to watch you know me running around the field hitting three buzzards and they're all shooting up big puffs of you know clouds of smoke and stuff but at the end of the day had that not been a factor in that format i think that point that that match against that individual would have been a lot closer between us two um but yeah uh that's 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 what i would say the differences are between those the the hormesis one definitely shows true gun skills. Um, I mean, when you're in the heat of the moment of a gun battle, like if you can't lock in and focus on your target, it shows and it shows really quick because those are the guys that get shot really fast in gun bites. Definitely. And I, I do think that the, I mean, like you said, the goals of the two formats and the two productions were different. Uh, like the ultimate shootout was a little bit more, uh, for like the viewer experience and, and like experimenting with new ways to like kind of uh, like present the product of paintball. Whereas the hormesis one was like, Hey, we're going to go find who is the top dog in each of these regions. And then we're going to go get them all together for the finale. And we're going to find out who the top dog is in the United States. And like, you're seeing pretty like top, level gunfighting uh at each one and i think like obviously texas is gonna send a really strong representative for that finale yes absolutely man i am uh more than looking forward to watching jay money go out there and representing texas definitely i think uh i think he's definitely a favorite to win it all so uh yeah so yeah i'm this- already in ready in his ear so hopefully he can have me in his ear while he's out there just constantly jay-z in the back of his head oh man <laughs> that'd be uh that'd be a fun one yeah i'm sure 
sure uh, all of us are going to be rooting for him for sure. So uh, this next question, well, before we get to our next question, we got a lot of love in the chat. We got, uh, let's see, uh, we actually have a question in the chat from uh, Brandon Ortega of BEM Raps. Uh, he asks, uh, what kind of growth or where do you see the 1v1 series going in the future? Oh, man, I hope that more people um, realize that one-on-one uh, is a is an option like that there's one-on-one formats out there uh, it's not just these you know team series you know not everybody out there has a team you know a lot of people out there just you know, a couple buddies or maybe it's a father and son to play paintball or whatever the case may be not everybody out there has a team but a lot of <clears throat> a lot of the people that play you know have a love for this game or it's i hope it grows because it, it no matter what we do with the sport, the more we add to it, it's just going to bring in more people. Um, you know, one-on-ones are a great way to get people involved. Maybe, maybe they have a format, maybe they have a youth, you know, a youth division. The youth division would be awesome to see. Maybe like, you know, 15 to 16 and under or something like that. You know, even a master's division. That'd be awesome to see. We got a lot of dudes out there that are, you know, 40, 45 plus that are still killing it. And, you know, to have all them, you know, in their own division, like, that'd be awesome to see. I mean, hell, who, who didn't watch, you know, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, whenever they fought a few years back, you know what I mean? Like, you know, people love seeing stuff like that. So I think the one-on-one format has a lot of room to grow. I just think it needs a little bit more promotion. Um, maybe the, maybe the local series need to add a, maybe just try adding a division, open up, you know, eight slots, see if you sell out, you know, see, see what comes of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, so. Two years ago, there actually was a one v one. I don't know if it was a whole series, but I know there was at least one event over in Houston at uh, Splat Zone, which is an indoor field. And the way they did that, it was kind of like a round robin prelims. And uh, like, obviously, it was like super nice just because the, the setup that they have at that indoor field is sick. Like instead of nets, they have like... W- basically windows that you can see onto the field obviously the whole thing's air conditioned and they had a stream set up and uh i know that uh, ryan smith of houston heat was there like offering you know throwing up prizes they had hormesis coins for the top four uh but like we need to see more of that and granted i know like it's tough in texas because the calendar's so freaking packed like there's an event at uh, at fit, it seems like every two or three weeks nowadays. So yeah, it's going to be tough to figure out like where to fit it in, but I think there needs to be more of that one V one stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with everything already kind of scheduled out for the rest of the year, maybe it's something that promoters could look into doing in the off season just to kind of keep guys involved and, you know, kind of just keep the money flowing all around, you know, I mean, keep people wanting to go to the local fields, keep guys wanting to compete still, you know, I know, I know during the winter, you know, in Texas, they don't get too bad. You know, I mean, we might have, you know, a few freezes here and there, but hell, even when it does freeze here in Texas, you, know, you still got to the paintball field, still find people out there playing. So why not still have a little bit of, of, of some kind of a tournament scene going around? I definitely think it'd be something for the promoters to look into. For sure. Yeah. And I think uh, some of it obviously needs to come from like the players wanting it. Like if they don't want it, that's one thing. But like you're seeing... Like they need to try because I know like at least in my personal I'm preparation. Loose. Oh, it's like this is going to be just thing that happens on and off here. Uh, Bye, brother. Uh, can you hear me again? 
You're good. You're back now, though. Okay, sweet. So uh, one thing that I did in my personal preparation getting ready for the uh, for the joust and the duel was uh, the weekend before we had the grid set up at X Factor. And um, like we had, you know, obviously it was like right out. It was the week after USXBL. So we were expecting kind of a lower turnout as far as players there. Um, and we had like two separate one V one fields like set up so that like, obviously, you know, I wasn't hogging one you know entire field just for the one on ones. Other people could go play it. But the strange thing was there were other players there and rather than like just say hey let's try this out they just like sat around and never geared up and the second field was being taken by the x factor paintball series three man so like you know the alternative was just hey just not play and wait a couple hours or go home like so that that doesn't make any sense to me like we need to be more open to these other formats because it's more than just five on five Absolutely, man. I I love one on one. That's how you start the morning. And that's how you end the day, man. <laughs> For sure. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually uh, may get the ball rolling on that in the off season. So we'll see. Hell yeah! Well, you can count me in, man. Anything you need help with, whether it's me playing or just helping out, man. I need, I love some one on one events all around. Sick, I'll hit you up. So uh, this next question is brought to us by XTPL Events. So for those, uh, let's talk more about kind of your uh, background. So for those listening that maybe don't know about you personally, how long you have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? Oh, man, I think I played my first tournament in 2000. I think it was in 2002. Is it 2002 or 2003? It was at Petty Paintball in Austin, Texas. I had already been playing for maybe about a year before then. Um, man, oh. let's see. So, yeah, I've been playing for a little over 20 years. I started out there in Central Texas. There was a local field called uh, Blora. It was owned by uh, Black Market Sports. I think it was Black Market Sports since it's been so long. But uh, I was introduced to that field by a buddy of mine that I went to school with. Uh, his dad played for... At the time, it was an amateur team out of San Antonio called Fuel. Sure, anybody that's been playing handball long enough in Texas has heard about Fuel. Um, his dad played for Fuel. His dad was Big Lee, and uh, so him and a couple of, I guess, a couple of the other teammates also lived in the uh, in the area, and they'd go out to that local field. And, you know, that's how we got introduced to local field. That's how we found out there was a tournament scene in Texas, and. So me and my buddies, you know, we built a little three-man team. You know, we just, we called it a team. We never played any events together, but we had our own little team. We'd go out there and get our shit pushed in by these dudes. I mean, these old these old men were out there just having a field day with us, and they were having fun doing it. And shit, we were having fun getting our asses kicked for whatever reason. But we kept coming back, and, uh, you know, eventually, you know, we started talking about it at school, and, Start to find out, you know, other kids in the school have paintball guns. Like, oh, you know, let's all meet up, play out in the woods. Or so, you know, that happened for a little while, and then it got to the point where you know it was a specific, you know, consistent group that was coming out to the field. Like, let's build a little team. So, you know, competed at our first tournament, uh, got third place. Uh, come to find out, you know, many years later, 
some of the guys on the team that got second at the time, Todd Morrow and Derek Jordan, previously <laughs> of X Factor. So it's kind of cool to go back and think that, you know, guys like us have been, you know, around this game that long. Um, yeah, and then from there, man, uh, you know, you play your first event, you realize that there's a little community out there. And at the time, forums were a big deal. So, you know, you had PB Nation, of course. It's always been around. Uh, but for the Texas scene, it started, or at least whenever I first came around, it was uh, PBUBB.com. So it was the Paintball Ultimate Bulletin Board. And that last for a few years and then after that I got shut down it was flag station anyway that's just where everybody kept in touch after all the local tournaments were posted you know gear was sold it was basically the the, the Facebook of paintball and you know about people on there uh, long story short come to find out that there's this local team you know called bad kitty that's been winning these you know local series and they're the number one team at this Houston league and, but they're located in my, you know, in my area, they play in the area that I play in. So I go to the field that they play at and I'm expecting to go out there because at the time I'm kind of, at least I think I'm experienced. I've played all these tournaments with my friends and we've consistently placed and we've won a couple. They've just been like beginner youth tournaments. Right. So like back then everything was, you know, beginner, rookie, novice, amateur, pro wasn't anything you know there was no APPA system there was no points or nothing like that you just signed up for whatever division you thought you were capable of playing in so we're out here playing against all these kids thinking we're the shit and I go out to the field hoping to meet this team thinking that I'm gonna go out there and just dunk on these dudes and you know I don't know prove my prove whatever point I was trying to make to myself right <laughs> so I go out there and I see these guys and I bring some buddies with me and we start playing and we're getting our ass kicked and we haven't got our ass kicked in a while, at least at like the field, just like going out and practicing. And the guys were really cool. They're asking us like, Hey, you know, what's up? You know, where y'all normally play, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you know, are y'all looking for a team? And I'm like, man, like, should I, you know, I wasn't expecting for these guys to ask me to be on their team. So lo and behold, uh, I end up, it was, you know, the bad kitty guys end up joining the team. And from there, man, it's just, it just kind of took off, man. My, uh, I mean, I've always loved the game, but, <clears throat> you know, meeting, meeting those guys, it's like, uh, it's different, you know, it's a, it's a, it was a brotherhood. Um, I almost, I, I get pretty emotional talking about this shit just because it being around guys like that formed me into the man I am today and it's like you can't you, know, you can't buy that kind of shit and to go out and be able to be a part of a brotherhood like that it's like fuck dude and it's silly because it's all through pain and it's like <clears throat> I don't know how to explain it man I mean if, I'm sure a lot of you motherfuckers out there are part of it I'm sure a lot of you guys know like, you yeah, at some point in your life whether it be through paintball or whatever you have this group that you are just like, and nothing will ever fucking break that. You know, when you, the memories you share, whatever the case may be, right? So that right there is, <clears throat> it's not why I still play today, but it's definitely something that 
I continuously cherish, you know, the memories, the, the victories, the fucking beatdowns we put on people. It's something that you just never let go of. And <clears throat> you learn to teach those moments. You learn to teach people what they need to do with what they have to be able to experience those feelings. And yeah, I don't know, dude. Paintball is just, it's something else, man. Paintball's fucking special, man. The people in paintball are fucking special. The game itself is fucking special. Uh, and it's silly because it's fucking paintball. <laughs> no, I, I totally People get that. People always think about paintball and they're like, you know, I was asking this dude at work the other day, you know, you, you're playing paintball. He's like, oh, I played a couple times in my backyard. And it's like, you've never, like, you've never, and I, you know, sort of shown them, you know, tournament day. I've never even seen anything like that. And it's like, man, like, it, not many people know what it is, but those those of us that do, and those of us, those of us that is you know that have experienced that camaraderie with a group of fucking dudes that just have the same goals and ambitions that you do. It's like you know you you're on you're continuously on the hunt for that feeling when it comes to competing and winning and. I don't know. That's that's what paintball is to me, man. It's just I don't even know what the fuck you asked before this question because I got on a tangent <laughs> talking about. Yeah, dude. I mean, once I joined that team, dude, it was just like it was a roller coaster, man. Like I didn't know like these fucking dudes are crazy, man. Like they were always trying to fight people and shit. Like, <laughs> but it was cool because like no one was ever trying to fight them back. So like nothing ever really popped off, <laughs> except for one time. But that's a whole other story. But, uh, man, dude, I mean, it, it was a time, man. I mean, you know, I played with them for a few years and then, you know, the guys just kind of grew out of it. You know, I was, I was the kid on the team. They were all a bunch of grown ass dudes. Uh, it got to the point where a lot of them wanted to, you know, settle down and, you know, figure out what exactly they wanted to do with life and have families, you know, figure out their careers and whatnot. And, you know, it's totally understandable. I had to do that at some point myself. So, but, you know, I, I kept playing paintball. So, you know, the team fell apart. I ended up, um, well, when Bad Kitty was a team, we you know, played a lot of local events. We met this team that was constantly, constantly meeting us in finals, team zone. And, you know, after I quit playing for Bad Kitty, me and a couple of the guys were asked by team zone to come join them. So we did that, wrote that out for a little while, made a lot of good friends over there in Houston. I got a lot of love for the whole Houston paintball community. I played there a long time, played with you know, Houston Zone, played with Houston Grudge. You know, Jim over there at Zone, he helped me out a lot, you know, back in the day. Adam Hitchcock, that's my boy, him and I go way back to. Um, and then after the after the whole Houston deal, it was just me and a couple of buddies. Um, everything just kind of fell apart. You know, we got tired of making the five-hour drive, you know, every other weekend. Uh, I kind of drifted away from paintball at the time. Like it was like, I didn't really have any close friends that played. Everyone kind of quit playing and I was the only one that still played. So I was trying to find a, a home, so to say, like I didn't have any, there wasn't any fields near my hometown at the time that had uh competition. There wasn't any real competition in the area. So I couldn't go out there and just, you know, find a team to jump on without traveling. Um, so I just, you know, I just, 
kept playing, <clears throat> tried keeping the rust off. Uh, 2009 rolls around. I hear X Factors having tryouts. They're going to put together a D2 or a semi pro team. So I go down there, try out, make the team. Uh, shortly after, I think I played one event with that team. <clears throat> I uh, got into some legal issues, young and dumb, out of control, got in some trouble. Uh, decided to take the rest of the year off, you know, get everything situated, get things back in line. Um, you know, I, I kept playing, you know, I just, I didn't compete anymore. I didn't have the time to compete. I had to make sure that I kind of went down a dark path and was starting to do a bunch of shit I shouldn't have been doing. It was like, all right, like, you know, let's, let's step back, you know, let's get back in line here. And, you know, paintball has always just been a, a very good ground for me. So, uh, you know, I've always had that to step back on, but, uh, yeah, I quit playing, you know, kind of lost focus, you know, competing and all that. Uh, once I realized <clears throat> that I wasn't going to be in like any like serious big trouble or anything like that started, uh, well, so after that it happened, <clears throat> it was around the time that I met my wife and, you know, we dated for a little while. Then while we were dating, we decided to move up to the Dallas area. And that was around the time that I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be living in the Dallas area. I'm going to go play paintball somewhere because there's just too many paintball fields in the area for me to not go play. And uh, so I'm back home visiting and there's a little local field in the area called Comanche Badlands. And I see on Facebook. So this is right around the time that AC Dallas was, I think they were D4. And just smashing people. It's like Nathan Roberts, I think Diaz, Cody Zapata. Like it was just at the time, it was just a bunch of kids. And they were out there playing these little local series and smashing people. <clears throat> so I had I knew who Greg was. I had heard of Greg before. I had never met the guy. But I had heard of Greg and I heard, you know, he had, you know, come to Texas because he was gonna <clears throat> coach and he was involved with Storm and all that fun stuff. So I hear about this team that he put together and that they're going to be at the local field. So I tell myself, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to check it out and see what they're about. So I go out there and they're playing and I jump on and I just jump on with whoever's out there playing. And they're, they just weren't like, they weren't doing that. Like I was beating a lot of them and I was kind of like, ah, oh, man, like, damn, like this isn't, I don't want, I feel like if I, joined like i just got done playing you know i just just made a semi-pro team a few years ago like i don't want to you know revert back to playing d3 or d4 d4 at this point i told greg i was like man or practice goes on or whatever the day goes on and he approaches me he's like hey like what are your plans for the year you know who are you playing with I'm like man i don't i don't have any i think i'm kind of looking for a team he's like well uh you know hit me up later on and let's talk he's like i i like to have you come play with us and it's like, all right, cool. So I asked him, like, hey, you know, like, you know, I don't want to play D3. I don't want to play D4. Like, what what are you thinking? And he was like, well, I'm thinking about putting together a D2 team. I'm like, okay, well, you know, who do you have in mind? Like, is this all, you know, worked out? He's like, he starts naming all the people that he wants to come there that he has that's going to play for him. And the one name that stood out was Brandon Mayo. And, you know, anybody that played back in the day, Probably that was Brandon Mayo. Played for a lot of you know, a lot of good teams. Damn good paintball player. And I was like, oh shit. Like, 
that name rings a bell. Like, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to have him. You know, all the other guys have a lot of experience, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, the fact that he's even considering me to be on this team says that he sees something in me. So I'll, I'm going to go, I'm going to go fucking play the great. And at the time, like I said, we had just moved to Dallas. So it all worked out perfectly. So at the time, it was AC402. That was the team that we had uh, at our, uh, the team name that we played under for our first event was AC402.com. And uh, we ended up winning. We played in Division Two, it's the Texas Open, and it was crazy because I didn't meet half the guys. I think we had six or seven guys on the roster, and I met I think four of them the day before the event at practice. We all knew the codes. We all went over the codes through the group chat and everything. Everyone knew everything, but we didn't know each other. So we got there, we met each other, shook hands. Everyone got all their new gear. And it was kind of like, okay, cool. Like this is the beginning of building a new team. And then we got there and we just smash everybody, and we end up winning the fucking event. And I'm like, oh shit! Like I'm a part of something really fucking good now. Like I don't know where this is gonna go, but you know, maybe we could take this all the way to the top. Like you know, fuck, this is the first. I, I've never won it before that. I had never won a national event, so that feeling itself was, you know, like very euphoric like winning a national event you know especially your first one it's like holy shit you know i finally fucking did it like never thought i would have won a national event you go out there and you know you're holding up the trophy and it's a damn good feeling so i'm like well shit you know if we won our first event you know we barely know each other like you know what are we what are we capable of so at at this point i'm like i'm fucking all in like ready to play paintball i'm ready to fucking go to the paintball field every weekend or fucking ref whatever events i got a ref whatever right so that was the whole start of the ac thing man it just it it just took off from there man paintball i'm not gonna say it became my life but uh i i had a newfound appreciation for it because now not only was I winning, but now I found a team that knew what it took to win at the at, at the national level. So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the history of the teams that I've played for, man. I mean, after the AC program, I uh, took a little break and played for uh, the you know played with the Fit Family in nineteen. But yeah, man, that's that's pretty. That's the extent of my team history for the most part. And that's a uh, that's a big list of some heavy hitting names for anybody who knows them for sure. Yeah, uh, I got uh, Jared. Jared Sherman's actually in the chat. He said, you know, back when you were talking about like Bad Kitty and everybody being a little bit crazy on the air, he says uh, he remembers you and Mikey pouring a bunch of water on him while he was sleeping at the hotel for his first tournament with Bad Kitty. Oh man, he's lucky. That's all that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, so I, uh, you know, you've been you've been a part of the scene for a long time now. So, what are some of the things that you've noticed that have changed within the Texas scene over the time period, either for better or for worse? Um, I feel like the scene was like it, it was it was very good at first. It was very, uh, you know, between '04 and I'd say like '07 '08. Paintball was, uh, was very popular, it seemed like. I mean, I think I went to my first CPPL event in 2004, 2005, and it was held outside of a football, an NFL stadium. 
um, you know, sponsored by, you know, this and that energy drink and there's, you know, vendors everywhere. And it looked like a big deal. It was almost like, like almost like you're at a huge like concert or music fest or something. And, you know, paintball was, you know, it seemed like, you know, we had the, you know, ESP, it was on ESPN. It got, you know, far, you know, Fox sports for a little bit. Um, you know, paintball used to be a big thing. And then, you know, even in Texas, you know, there was a lot of the local scenes. Uh, you know, we used to have packs. There used to be PMI. Uh, hell, even Bunker Fest, the original Bunker Fest dates back all the way to the early 2000s. Not a lot of people know that. And, you know, there was a lot of options. There was a lot of teams. There was a lot of, you know, competitiveness. I mean, Heck, like I said about it, the Bunker Fest one year, they had an all-star event and they had, you know, pro players from all over the country come down and compete in this all-star event, you know, in Texas. And at the time, that really wasn't, you know, something that anybody did. So the fact that it happened here, like, you know, it was kind of a big deal. But then, I don't know if it had, I don't know if it came with a recession or what, but it just kind of, over time, Everyone just kind of quit playing. Uh, Fields started shutting down. Um, a lot of the tournament series, if they didn't just completely end, the prizes diminish. Um, you know, there was definitely a big gap in there before things started to pick back up. Uh, but I'd say in the past, you know, 12, 13 years, uh, paintball here in Texas has definitely flourished. You know, a lot more people are playing. You know, it's... The competitiveness is definitely at an all-time high. Especially in Texas, man. Like, I think part of it, I mean, we saw it this past weekend. Uh, you know, players in the joust, players in the duel that, you know, on paper, maybe it was uh, not predicted to be a close matchup, but, like, everybody was giving everybody games for sure. And, yeah. and then you also, like, I, I say it just about every week, it feels like, but... Anytime you look at the uh, NXL results, top to bottom, every division, look who's usually in the first place spot. It's usually a Texas team. Yep. I mean, you know, when I first started playing, you know, we were shooting, you know, either semi, you know, semi uncapped. You know, it was, it was more of a, you know, it wasn't a kid's game back then. It was a bunch of, it was a bunch of fucking grown ass dudes that had the money to do it out there doing it. And then the occasional kids and, you know, you expected to go out there and get your shit pushed in. You expected to go out there and come home with some lumps on your neck. And nowadays, I don't know, man, people are soft. Y'all are soft out there, man. Y'all can't take a couple extra bonus balls and y'all be crying when y'all get shot in the back of the head. And it's like, dude, y'all didn't play like we played growing up. Y'all better be lucky to fucking guns only shoot 10 balls a second better be fucking lucky there's more refs out there than there was back then like you know people are soft man that was uh that was that was definitely a big change from uh when paintball you know when i first started to now and granted you know now that now that the competitiveness is at an all-time higher in texas i think people are realizing that that is part of it i don't want to call it that meanness but mm -hmm that that factor that thing out there just wanting to hurt your opponent because it's you know it's not football but to me paintball is a contact sport your your intention is to go out there and win and in order for you to do that you have to shoot your opponent 
And if you if the opportunity to shoot your opponent is at point blank, you got to be a goddamn fool to not take full advantage of it and put a couple on that dude in somewhere where it's probably going to hurt. I mean, they're just paintballs, right? We're not going to, you know, we're not really going to hurt each other out here. But at the same time, paintballs hurt. They don't tickle when they fucking hit you. So if you don't have like just that itch to want to go out there and just be a little mean, you're never going to reach the top. That's my that's my opinion. Take it for what you want, but if you don't have that bone in you that just makes you want to go out there and just want to hurt somebody on the paintball field, then fucking learn how to learn it because that's that's important. Because if not, someone's gonna fucking do it to you, and it's not gonna feel good. And it feels a lot better when you're on the fucking trigger end of that gun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it feels so, a lot better to be on the uh, giving end of receiving. Giving end instead of the receiving end, uh, 100%. And I mean, yeah, like just that, um, that wanting to have like that drive to, you know, put a little bit extra on someone, like compared to other sports, like look at football, for example. Like, if you're, if you're gonna lay a block, are you just gonna block the dude? Or if you can pancake the dude, are you gonna pancake him? Or if, like if you're gonna go if you're gonna go you know lay if you're gonna go lay a hit on someone are you just gonna like shoestring him or are you gonna blow him up if you can? Yep, that's the, that's that's the perfect analogy there, brother. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think we all know what the answer is there. So so yeah, you definitely needs a definitely need a little bit more of that uh, for for some, but you know at the same time like. Yeah, I think I think paintball has matured a lot in the last 10, 15, 20 years. And uh ultimately is it is it better for the sport as a whole? I think so because it, it's more focused on like, you know, the the sport aspect like the athleticism, the the mental game and yeah, the the physical like meanness and toughness is is certainly a part of it and it will always be a part of it, but like it's it's not like you know, people aren't getting in fist fights in the parking lot, right? I will say the whole standing over each other, shooting each other till the hoppers are empty. That shit's dumb. Y'all got to stop that. Like, it's cool for the, for the video stuff. But one of y'all is going to get hit over the head with a gun one of these days. And it's not going to be worth it. See, I'll just stop that. Okay. It's just y'all going to fuck around and do it to the wrong person. And some old school dude's going to come out and hit you over the fucking head with a tank. Because that shit used to happen all the time back in the day. Y'all just cut that shit out. It's cool to see on videos, but we got enough of it out there to watch. Y'all just need to put that shit out. A couple extra balls when they're walking off, cool. But y'all quit dumping hoppers on each other. That shit's out of hand. Yeah, there's there's definitely a line. Yeah, exactly. Like that shit's out of hand, man. Like <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, in the in the comments here in the chat, let's see. Uh, Reggie Wilson says Jeremy's a menace to society. <laughs> so, boy, Reggie. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Eric Eric Crookston, he says, if you put it in their neck, they'll be thinking about it next time. 100%. I mean, just like for anybody that played the uh, World Cup layout from last this past World Cup, like if you played the wall or, you know, it was like the, the brick and then the two wings stood up, which was basically a wall. Or if you ever played the wall back when the wall was a bunker, like, you know. Yep. Hey, Eric, shout out, man. That's my, my boy Joker from back in the day, man. Anybody knows Eric? knows uh he's, he's a big reason for uh meeting a lot of the people i've met throughout the years so i'd like to give a huge shout out to eric Crookston, man he's a uh, one of my uh old og role models in the game for sure 
Yep. And uh, we've got a lot of love in the chat from a lot of people. We'll go over that here in a little bit. Uh, this next question is brought to us by Mariachi Aguilas de Oro. Uh, so the AC program uh, was a significant chunk of your playing career, be it either AC Dallas, AC Diesel, or one, you know, one of the other names, AC 402. Um, you know, th- it was a solid chunk of your playing career. So what were some of the things that, uh, that you learned while you were a part of the program? Man, I used to think paintball was all about snap shooting and, you know, maybe some running and shooting and, you know, knowing where all five guys were and then just figuring out how to fucking attack them and shoot them all. Right. And it worked, you know, the group of guys I had doing it with me, that, that strategy worked for the division we played in. And, uh, you know, when I came and joined the AC program, it was a huge smack in the face, so to speak. It was like, motherfucker, you don't know shit about paintball. Like, this is a real sport. There's plays, there's zones, there's jobs. You know, there's a reason. There's a reason this program has a fucking coach. So it's like, you know, I learned... I learned, I relearned the, I relearned the whole game. It was a whole, like, it was more like, oh, we found a guy that knows how to shoot a paintball gun. Now let's teach him how to play paintball. Um, man, it was, it was a huge, huge learning experience, man. God damn, I learned a lot. Uh, you know, huge shout out to Greg Polly. Motherfucker taught me a lot about paintball, man. Uh, I attribute a lot of my current knowledge to that man because, that dude knows a lot about paintball. He's so smart about breaking down the field and teaching zones, teaching jobs and the importance of your job. And he is just such a good coach. He's, you know, he's a good dude. Uh, I consider him a really good friend. Him and I go back, you know, like I said, ever since I joined the AC program, you know, um, yeah, man, that I, I can say I relearned paintball when I started getting coached by Greg. It was a, it was a whole, it was almost like a, it's a, it's, it's almost like a separate paintball career compared to what I knew before. Just the amount of information that I learned, it's just, I can't explain it, man. I mean, I, and that's, that's one reason I coach nowadays is to try to spread that while it's as fresh in my memory as it is, you know, it's something that'll definitely stick with me forever, but it's like, you know, paintball is one of those games that if you allow yourself, you continuously learn. You know, the field layouts are always changing, um, you know, which means, you know, everything's going to change. There, there is not a single tournament where things will be the same. So paintball is a, you know, it's never, you, you know, always learn. It's never, in, you're constantly learning. And he, he kind of taught me that. So that's, you know, and I'm very appreciative of that. And I hope that, you know, the way that I feel towards him, that, you know, one day a lot of people feel towards me and, you know, maybe they're in this, you know, you know, on your show, you know, talking 20 years from now, you know, about, you know, an event we win next year, whatever the case may be. But it's it's one of the, you know, the AC program was a huge just like, I don't know, I'll, I'll forever be grateful for it. I'll say that for sure. It taught me a lot, man. It's it's it was definitely a huge, uh, big big breaking moment in my paintball career for sure. And you see a lot of top players, both uh, like 
now and then a couple of players who are uh, not currently in the in like playing professionally but like a lot of really like solid individuals came through that program like players like look at uh obviously matt and john jackson uh tj danner nathan roberts uh, i think meter ninos was a part of the program at some point um yeah uh obviously brad mccurley um imagine how long that list is man i mean <laughs> yeah i'm i'm and basically like that that list is like you know you could if you're trying to pick out like hey you got the list of all of like the all-stars and hall of fame players and the list of players that went through the ac program like there's gonna be a lot of similarities there absolutely absolutely uh, so, uh, this next question is brought to us by paintball Kumite, which is Colt Roberts training regimen. Uh, you played at the professional level with AC diesel in the 2020 and the 2021 season. Uh, y'all made Sunday, I think three out of five times and y'all beat, uh, like really, really good teams at the time, like, uh, AC Dallas, your, uh, brother team. And then also the Russians before, uh, you left the team after the Chicago event of 2021. So, uh, what was it that brought about your departure from AC diesel? Man, to be honest at that, it, it was time, dude. Um, you know, my kids were starting to grow up, uh, you know, started competing, you know, baseball, softball, you know, doing jujitsu. And I was, you know, at that level, when you're playing at that level, it's, it's, it's nonstop, especially being local, you know, with the majority of the guys living in the, you know, Dallas area and us, you know, just going pro, it was, you know, constant practice, constant practice. Like if you if you live in the area, be at the field. And it got to the point where, you know, I'm, you know, I'm missing ball games, I'm missing practices, you know, I miss, you know, I'm missing date nights because I got to get to bed early so I can make sure I'm at practice the next morning. And it kind of got to a point where it wasn't fun anymore. And, you know, that's why we do this, you know, we, we do this because we have fun. And, you know, I started to see it within myself that I just wasn't really enjoying it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome to achieve that goal to be able to be able to play on the pro field that I played at the pro level, but the amount of commitment that it takes, you know, ten years ago, I'd have been all I'd have been all fucking over it, dude. Uh, but you know, having you know having a family and you know trying to be a part of all that, you know, it's very conflicting. So that was a huge reason I had to step away. I kind of had to find that balance. You know, and you know, when you're spending 80, 80 to 90% of your, you know, free time at the paintball field, you know, kind of paranoid, even it's like shit. Like, and even though the kids, you know, the kids would come out there with me when they could, but at the same time, they couldn't always come out there with me because they had ball games some of the times. And it's like, you know, it got to a point where I just had to make that decision. And I'm not a fucking quitter, man. Like, I hate quitting. Like I don't quit jobs. I don't fucking I don't, I don't call it quitting. And to like have to make that decision was very tough. Um, 
you know, and we're playing some of the best teams in the world. So, you know, there were some events where we weren't winning. And when you're not winning and you're not having fun, it's like, you know, that's when you start to think, like, you know, all right, what am I doing? So I had to step back. Um, it was just, it was a lot. It's a lot. To play at that level, it's a big fucking commitment. It takes a lot of your time. But that's why those guys are as good as that's why those guys are as good as they are. I mean, fuck if you've ever played against a professional technical player, that they put a lot of effort and a lot of time into their into their skill, into their art, and it's it shows. So um yeah, man, I just it was a decision I had to make, man. But uh, I I can't say I didn't achieve a lifelong goal of mine of saying I played on the pro field. So that was that was cool. And I, I can say I did that. But I'm kind of at a point in life now where I just want to teach everybody all the stuff I know. And along the way, fucking lose some points so I can start playing these local events again in a couple of years with my boy. I think uh... – <laughs> I think you've got uh, uh, at least a few years before you're going to be uh, at that points threshold, which I think might be good for the rest of us. But uh, yeah, man, like just that it, it does take a ton of commitment. And I'm sure like, you know, there's no I'm sure there's nobody out there is calling Jeremy Zimmerman a quitter. That's that's for damn sure. So it's just. You know, the commitment and, you know, unfortunately, there's only so many hours in a day, right? Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's look in the chat right here. Let's see. Uh, this is from, uh, yeah, from AJ Molinari, who, uh, yeah, he was out there coaching me this past weekend. Uh, he says, uh, one of the only reasons I stayed around paintball was meeting Jay-Z and Wesley at Zone and having those guys around. So, yeah. Yeah, you're still uh you're still around impacting the game in other ways, right? Not just on the pro field. There's a there's a ton of different uh parts to this paintball scene as a whole, and everybody's got their part to play. What's up, AJ? I appreciate that, man. Uh, yeah, man, it's just community the paintball community is something, man. All y'all out there, I love all y'all. Y'all are all awesome. Y'all we just gotta keep this man. This 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 paintball community is it's it's as close knit I feel like as it has ever been. And uh, you know, you just if we continue the camaraderie across the board, you know, it's, the friendships we make along the way will last forever, guys. That's all I can say, man. It's it's one of those communities where the friendships you make within this community they fucking last forever. So Yeah, well, uh yeah, it's definitely something special we got going on right now, and uh, looking forward to keep keeping going and us us being able to keep it going. Uh, this next question is brought to us by Uno's Jerky. So, during your uh, playing career, did you ever have a team or a particular player that you would have considered as a rival? Oh man, the years with Bad Kitty, man, we. Uh... It's my, you know, I'd, I'd say the, the few that are worth mentioning have to be team zone out of Houston. It was always us and them in finals. And then I feel like that was very consistent for a couple of years. Us and zone, back and forth, back and forth. And then all of a sudden this team came out of nowhere called Justice League popped up. 
and all these long blonde-haired kids from the Dallas area started running around and eating to local events. So that became a big rival of ours as well. Um, I think that that rival might have only lasted a season, but man, those Justice League cats, man, uh, they they were they were solid, man. <laughs> In the zone, like I said, we ended up joining forces with zone after the team fell apart. So it was kind of like a you know first place and second place teams constantly back and forth. Let's just join forces and see what we can do together after these teams, you know, after we fell apart. So gotcha. Yeah, man. Uh so let's see, this next question is brought to us by uh FU Athletics. Go to thefuathletics.com. Use code in the pits twenty five for twenty five percent off of your order. Uh, do you have a single favorite moment in your career so far? Oh man, a single moment would be very hard to pinpoint. My oh you know what is it twenty three years give or take playing paintball. It's like there's memories that. I'll probably never, I think the best memories are probably made off the field. Um, no doubt there's, you know, minis of memories of memories of standing on the podium or winning an event. But to sit here and say that I have one single memory that just stands out above the rest, I can't, man. I mean, there's so many good memories made. It's like, I mean, the 2019 season, you know, I played I played D3 that year with Fit. You know, that's whenever I kind of took a little break from playing with D for a couple of years and uh, started playing with Fit. And I I only came back to play that year. I coached that first year. I coached the first event of that year. I think it was in Vegas. And I was out there coaching. And I just couldn't do it, man. Like, uh, I couldn't watch paintball and not play paintball. That's what it was. And I just, I just knew I, I just, I had it in me. I was like, I don't, what the hell am I doing over here at the clipboard? Like, I need to have my ass on the field. Like, I kind of got to the point where I was, I'm starting to tell myself, like, we need to go ahead and just kind of step back from it a little bit. So that's what I was trying to do by coaching. And it didn't work. I fucking coached one event right back out there. Um, God damn, I, I was on a, I was going off on a tangent with that, but yeah. So, uh, so I started playing again. We we won three out of the four events I played with them that year, or they won, or we won four out of the five events mm. as a team. I think three of the four with them, or something like that. It was a damn good year, but that year we won cup. Um, I got to play a a uh, at. It was like a little knockoff thing that they did at Cup for the local. At the at the time, I was playing with a TOG at the USXBLs, and we won the USXBL series, so we got an invite to compete at the Cup for the national local or whatever. We won that. So like 2019 was like a roller coaster year. Like I thought I was going to quit playing, and then I started playing, and then we just won like everything we played that year. And the next year, I'm going pro, and it was like. That was a huge, like that was not expected. Like I was at the point of my life where I was kind of ready to step back from people. And then I got called back in. It's because I wanted to go play pro. But uh I mean that that was a defining moment, you know, getting asked to join Diesel again. 
you know, when they earned their pro spot, I wasn't a part of the team when they earned their pro spot. So getting asked to join the team after they did, uh, you know, winning Bunker Fest and I think it was 2004, 2005. You know, we won, and there were 70 something teams in our division. Uh, we won an, an entire airball field. Like, that was a pretty good memory. I mean, uh, you know, having you know, having my, you know, and wife and kids at the events that I win, like, those are very memorable moments standing on the podium, looking at the crowd. And, you know, that's the only person you see, the only people you care to see, just to see them seeing you with all the emotion the joy that you have it's like those you know those moments feel good you spend a lot of time away from them and then for them to be able to go watch you you know cherish you know enjoy that moment so you know hey oh man to sit here and say if i got one memory it sticks out of the line there's so many memories to be made this game and i i probably forget more than i'll Mm-hmm. yeah and i know that uh so I, I think we lost jeremy for a second there but uh just something i'll say while we're hoping that he gets reconnected here um oh there we go i think we got you back so yeah uh yeah something that i'll add on to that uh is, yeah uh, i i think we we caught all of your all of your uh speech there and then it cut out right afterward so yeah just something yeah. i'll add to that yeah. was uh yeah, the best moments are definitely off the field. And I think everybody who's been in the game uh, knows that. And yeah, just like, and even like the photos that you get from events, like the, the best photos aren't the ones like of you on the field or going to run someone down. No, it's it's definitely like the stuff like in between matches or in the pits off the field is are the best moments for sure. For sure. So this uh, next question is brought to us by Bem Raps. Um, so look into kind of what you're doing right now. You're, you are one of the coaches for team jackpot out of X factor and for, uh, being a new program, they've already gotten several impressive finishes this year. They've gotten a third place at NXL Philadelphia in D four X ball, and then third places in D four and D five X ball at USXBL this year. So how did you get, uh, connected with jackpot? And, uh, I heard through a friend that they were looking for a coach, that they were possibly looking to add some players to their team. Um, I didn't know a single person on the team. A buddy of mine saw a post on Facebook about it, sent me a link. I reached out to the guy. Uh, I told him, say, hey, man, you have know, in having a coach. Now let's talk. I've been paying for a long time. Like, I'd like to help y'all. So, him and I got to talking. Uh, I was in the talks with another team that I was considering coaching as well. And it was a semi-pro team. And I knew that was going to be a lot of a lot of commitment. And I I was it was kind of like well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna coach with a with a high level of commitment if I can play. Like I'd rather play. Like, I don't know. And it just didn't it just didn't seem like the right fit. So me and this guy are talking and cool dude. Shout out Matt Blanco, captain owner of Jackpot. Um, you know, we got to chopping it up, got to talking, you know, come to find out, you know, he's got a boy, you 
said Cameron on anybody out there see Cameron Ball with the kid as a killer when you get a chance please go check that kid out he's a beast out there um but yeah I found out that you know they had just started playing paintball last year and he's trying to put this team together based around this kid so I'm like all right I can get down with that so you know what are the details you know I'll say well, you know we're down here in San Antonio I'm like oh shit I'm up here in Dallas too like, it's, I don't know how this is gonna work out but you know, let's see if there's some kind of mutual agreement we can make, see if we can make something happen. He's like, well, you know, I'm also working with Jesse Stevens. I'm like, great. Jesse, you know, Jesse go way back, you know. We used to play on diesel together. Like, Jesse, me and Jesse are boys. We go back. So he tells me he's working with Jesse, and I'm like, all right, well, that's perfect then. So y'all are San Antonio. You work with Jesse. You know, whenever I can, I'll go down there and work with y'all. If y'all are able to come up to paint off it, I can watch Pamela fit and I can work with you. I'll make every single event I can. So, kind of just that, that's where that went. And I think we lost you there for a bit. All right, so give me just a second. We'll try and get him back on. Oh, yep, there we go. Jay-Z, can you hear me? I can't. Tell me what you heard last. Uh, last was just uh, finishing up with about, uh, like, being down at X-Factor with Jesse, and then uh, you would go down whenever you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I told him, you know, I'm not going to – I can't promise that I'll be there – at every single practice that y'all will be there, but I can I can promise that I'll make as many as I can. So we come to this agreement and man, it's 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 worked out great, dude. I mean, like I said, I got the help of Jesse Stevens down at X Factor. Uh, you know, I got I'm dealing with a great dude and Matt. I got a great, you know, great team. You know, all the guys on the team, uh, some of them go way back with me. I had I pulled some of them out of the woodwork got them playing again some of the cats on the team are all new uh, but everyone everyone gets along it's, it's one of these things that i'm you know kind of i'm gonna say from the outside looking in but as the coach not a player it's like i see something that can be built from the ground up into something good and i've been a, I've been a part of that before and i know what it takes to you know i know what tools to necessarily make that happen i see so, you know, I know it's a, I know it's saying, you know, a lot of saying, you know, maybe this team is, you know, yeah, Jeremy, it's pro one day, whatever, but, uh, we're getting, uh, it's kind of going in and out here. Um, so here, let's try this. Go ahead and turn your camera off and actually I'll turn my camera off so that you can't see me. That might help with the connection. Um, here, go ahead and talk. Can you hear me? Yeah, that the audio is a lot better now, so I think uh, we'll just continue this way. Sounds good, man. All right, so uh, yeah, you're working with Jesse, and you know, pulling pulling some guys, uh, kind of that haven't been oh, yeah. playing for a little bit, back into it. Yeah. Uh, one second.
but yeah, so, uh, that's kind of how that's, that's how that went. And, you know, it's, a, it's, it's a brand new team. This is their first year competing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been great so far. They've, they've came a long way. They're learning the game. They're, they're putting in the time. Um, they, they want to win. Um, I mean, you know, we had some, you know, we had some goals, you know, when we first, you know, established the team and, you know, what we were, you know, wanting to do this year and, you know, getting out of prelims, you know, was one of them, you know, getting on the podium was one of them. And it's like, you know, we started doing these things at like the first event and it's like, okay, well, let's go ahead and you know, let's just set the bar a little bit higher and see what we can achieve. But these guys are all about it. You know, they're putting in the time, they listen. Um, See, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to be a part of it, man. I'm glad I ran across this group. You know, it's not every day that you come across a group of dudes like this that want to, you know, get, get better together. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're, uh, they're definitely putting in a lot of work and I think the results show. So, uh, this next question is brought to us by Hydra. So what's next for you and Jackpot? Well, XEPL in two weeks, then practice, then Chicago, then practice, then I think USXBO, then probably practice, and then I think Cup. So the schedule's pretty heavy for these next few months. Gotcha. Yeah, just, you know, other, other than them trying to get in as many reps as they can, you know, tournament-wise, just trying to teach these guys to take things one event at a time. You know, trying to help just, you know, continue to build the camaraderie between everyone, you know, teaching them that that that's very important that we all bond on and off the field. You know, any any bickering off the field or on the field like that shit ain't going to fly. Like that's the type of stuff that'll make a winning team lose. Um, you know, we we didn't really have any intentions at the beginning of this year of playing outside of D5. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, once we got to talking and you know, kind of established the team and who we were going to have on the team. You know, we obviously had to make the decision to play D4, even though, you know, points wise, you know, we had a few D4 guys, but, um, but yeah, that's our focus for now. Just, you know, focusing on D4 and building the team up from there and just taking it one weekend at a time. For sure. Well, uh, I didn't know that y'all were going to be going to play Chicago. So that'll be, uh, you know, hopefully uh go from being a uh, third place to getting a win on the board for y'all that that that'd be awesome that's definitely definitely on the list this year if we can get a dub that'd be awesome for sure all right so uh everybody that's in the chat here we're getting to the end of our show so if there's something that you want to ask Jay-Z go ahead and get it in now uh, this next question is brought to us by Get That Shot. So message him on Facebook or Instagram for media coverage at either BunkerFest or NXL. Uh, so are there any Texas-based teams, players, brands, or projects that have caught your attention lately? Uh, so anybody in- involved in the Texas scene at all, however which way they're involved, whether they're a player or maybe a field owner or media person, whatever they do in the scene, uh, who do you think deserves more recognition for what they're doing? Well, I don't think recognition is the issue, but first and foremost, huge shout out to the Luke Owls and the entire Fit family. They do so much for me that it's, I'll never be able to repay the amount of 
just hope they've just they've always been there for me. I've known JD and Sarah since out uh, of the the original XTPLs. I don't even remember how old I was. I was probably 15 years old. Um, they have always been such great people. Uh, you know, I got to play the 19 season with them. You know, the, what the boys are doing this year out there on the semi-pro field is nothing short of remarkable. So, you know, keep that up. Definitely wanted to shout that out. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot out there, dude. I want to give a shout out to the entire Austin Notorious crew, my boy Jared Sherman. You know, they got that pro spot this year. You know, they they my boys fit out for it, but they got it. You know, fit'll be up there with them next year, and I can't wait to see them out there shooting it out. Uh, if you're in the Austin area, hit my boy Jared up, he'll teach you how to do a thing or two out there on the paintball field. Um, and Nico Hyde, the Enjoy Paintball brand uh, he does he does some really cool things with that brand I like i like the gear he makes uh, and robert jordan aka big daddy cool man i love that man dude him and i that dude puts the biggest smile on my face every time i see him so that dude obviously gets an honorable mention for sure and gangster paintball they're a texas company you know shout out to them one of the coolest logos in the game Boy Ulysses over there. He's always been there for me. He's always been in my corner. So huge shout out to them. And yeah, just you know, I'm kind of out of the loop with you know who's new and whatnot. You know, you just kind of told me earlier. I didn't even realize that Project was a Texas brand. So shout out to them as well. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what I got for now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good people in Texas, and there have been yeah. for quite some time. This- Texas paintball scenes popping off, man. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, scroll back through the chat before we close it out here. Um, see, uh, got some love from JC Lamone from Brandon Ortega, uh, Dan Shelley saying, let's go. Um, see, uh, Dan Shelley said, uh, he thought your, uh, V force profile looked fire past weekend. Um, I appreciate. Yeah, from uh, shout out to my gift from my boy Wesley. So shout out to Wesley for the gift. For sure. Uh, from Tanaris says uh, Jeremy is a great dude. He has never done nothing but be supporting of everyone on the field, especially newer players. Um. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Let's see who else is on here. Uh. The, yeah, I think that that's about it. And then, you know, more shout outs to Jared Sherman, Aaron Hitchcock, Eric Crookston, um, and AJ. And then in the chat here from uh, Crystal Zimmerman says, uh, love Jay-Z, Jay-Z Jr. in the house. Yeah, shout out to my family, man. I, I couldn't, my wife is the most supportive wife I ever met. When we first got together, I, that was one thing I told her was, look, you know, I, I play paintball. I play a lot of paintball. So uh, I don't think she realized at the time what that meant, but she has stuck by my side this entire time. She is my number one supporter. And, uh, and I, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't do this without her, man. So huge shout out to my wife. I love you, babe. Yep. Shout out. All right. That I think does it. So uh, this final question is brought to you by Compete. Message them on Facebook or Instagram, and that's uh, Jell Stewart's brand. So message him and mention In the Pits for 10% off of your order of soft goods. So Jay-Z, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? 
I just want to give a shout out to everybody that's a part of this Texas paintball community, man. Y'all, you know, grab a friend, grab some coworkers, you know, just invite them out one weekend, find a weekend that everybody's available and just go play some paintball, man. You know, get, get people in the sport, you know, get your kids a 50 cal gun, you know, get people involved, man. Let's grow the sport together. Let's, uh, you know, let's keep the camaraderie up. Let's build this community. And, uh, yeah, man, let's just let's keep it up, man. I can't wait to just keep meeting more people, man. That's that's why I'm still here. I just want to keep making more friends. So if you don't know me and you're watching this show and you see me at a field, come say what's up, man. That's, you know, I love I love I love meeting new people. So you know, shout out to all the folks I don't know. Come meet your boy. Absolutely. Yeah, come say hi. Anybody, like if you see someone that uh is out there, like do not be afraid to approach anybody in paintball. Like everybody is super friendly super like if if you're just saying what's up or if you need advice on something like yeah just come say hi don't be afraid to make that connection with someone all right you might make a friend for life out of you mm-hmm. yep so uh yeah thank you huge shout out to you for having me on man i i appreciate you asking me to be on this show man it means a lot brother I yeah, appreciate that. I mean, like you've got, you've got a big story. You're a big part of the scene. Uh, so, you know, had to do, had to do the scene justice by, uh, by getting you on here. Yeah, man. All right, man. So that does it. Uh, thank you everybody so much for tuning in. Be sure to go follow Jeremy on Instagram. That's at Jeremy Z underscore 11. So what other guests would y'all like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below. While you're at it, hit the subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on youtube.com slash at in the pits paintball podcast. Recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify the next day. Shout out to my partner and sponsor to your subscribers on Patreon, FE Athletics, Get That Shot, Paintball Kumite, Compete, Bem Raps, Skull Monkeys Paintball, Hydra, XDPL events, Uno's Jerky, Mariachi, Aguilas de Oro, and our newest Patreon uh, partner tier member, Pod Runner Union Local 210, uh, which is uh, Sasha Zucker. Uh, so see you guys next week. We'll have episode 60, and we're going to have the man, the myth, the Amish assassin, the Rumspringer Reaper, J Money, Jacob Johnson, the winner of the uh, Hormesis Elite 1v1 duel for the Texas region, and it's going to be a banger for sure, so don't miss it. Jeremy, thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you for uh, thank you for joining us, man. It's an honor to have you on. Hey, likewise, brother. I'll see you soon, man. All right, y'all. We'll see you all next week. Take care.